Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. It's Hollywood's biggest night for television, the 71st Primetime Emmy Awards, and we're breaking down the speeches, best dress, and of course, those snubs stay tuned you're tuned in to after buzz tv the espn of tv talk now let the buzz begin award season yes honey (laughs) we made it 71st primetime emmy awards i am so excited to be talking about this and breaking it all down I am your host, Anna K. Thomas. So happy to be here. Joining me today, to my left, is Ricky Vitucci. Vitucci, excusez-moi. He's an actor who loves the drama, the Emmys uh, drama category, that is. And to his left is my girl, Nikki Bailey, comedian extraordinaire, who, uh, fun fact, she used to be in the same prayer group as Tony Hale. I was. Me and Tony prayed together. It's amazing. It's wonderful. And look at him now. Look, look at, at you now. now. You see what I did? You see what, see what some prayer will do for you? Prayer changes things. Change God in your life. All right, guys. So we spent the entire show watching in our live watch-along. So I want to thank everyone who came over from our watch-along with us tonight to be here. And we are going to continue the conversation. We now have a bigger picture about the night. We got best dressed. We got some snubs to talk about. Different categories. Um, comedy, variety, and drama. But overall thoughts, guys. I just want to hear what you thought about the show. It was hostless. What are we thinking about the 2019 71st Primetime Emmy Awards? We need a host! (laughs) It flowed fine. The night was entertaining. It was fine. But it could be great with a host. A host sets the tone. A host keeps the energy up. A host makes us laugh. It needed a host. Okay, Ricky, what you got? I like the show. But yes, it does need a host. I thought in the beginning that it would work without a host. It did work, but like Nikki said, a host would have made the show better and funnier. And yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of hosts, we have a special segment coming a little later that we are calling Hostess with the Mostess. So each of us are going to pick out two people that we think would have been an amazing host for Mm -hmm. this award show. But before that, let's jump right into our first topic. We're going to break it down in the order that it was done for the Emmys, starting with comedy. How can we not talk about Phoebe Waller-Bridge? It was her night. She was stunning, and she won the evening. She was fantastic and beautiful and just as brilliant as her television show. Yes, so winning her first Emmy for lead actress in a comedy series for Fleabag. If you haven't seen it, you gotta watch. It's a quick binge. You can do it over two days like I did. And she was so excited, so humble. She looked beautiful. We'll talk about fashion a little bit later, but she was stunning. And I just really... I was happy for her. I felt like she put in the work. She created the series a few years ago as part of like an improv. Um, it was like a short form thing. Turned it into a one woman show in London, and then wrote and created the series that we know now as Fleabag. So, that's so yeah, Ricky, cool. what do you think? I think that's so phenomenal for like all you writers out there in improv or sketch or just writer in in, in 
comedy. Like, it just goes to show you that no matter what you're doing, it could... One, it's going to take some time. Yes. Like, if you don't know much about the entertainment industry, it takes some time to make a movie or a show, and, and then it takes time to actually get it out there. It's just cool to see someone like her finally, after all these years, just pop and then just skyrocket. Yeah. I, I, love, I just hope that she continues. Me too. And I love that in one of her speeches, she she said... Uh, she went to a meeting, she told them two jokes, and they optioned her right at the meeting. And, and so... When they were drinking, I yeah, think she, she yeah. said, right? Yeah, so, like, you gotta, you gotta love that. And also, like, uh, Fleabag is such a great show, and, and the lead character is, is never named, uh, but the character is a Fleabag. She is the worst person <laughs> ever, but so lovable. And, it, and she, does, she portrays her wonderfully, and I'm so happy for Phoebe. I wonder what inspired this character. Like, is this someone that she knows? Was this person herself years ago? Or did she just come up with the idea? Yeah, I saw a Hollywood Reporter roundtable with her, and she said that I didn't know exactly the impetus of the character, but she said that originally she wasn't going to play it. She wrote the series and wasn't planning to play Fleabag herself, but then realized that this character is so different from herself, from Phoebe Waller-Bridge, so different than the character she's played in the past, and that she's written for in the past, that she was like, I have to take a stab at it. And thank God she did. Yeah. Girlfriend went home with an Emmy. Oh, yeah. You know? Awesome. Um, Okay, moving on to lead actor. I know Ricky will be very excited to talk about this. Bill Hader for Barry. You've been really rooting for Barry throughout the entire night, and it paid off. It did. So what did we think about uh, about him pulling this off? I think he's phenomenal. I, I don't I don't I think I know that this award <laughs> went to the right person. Bill Hader throughout the years has grown so much of as an actor and as a writer and now as a director through Saturday Night Live and now through Barry. So it was really good and and I don't know there's just something about Bill that I just love like he just has this like honest real down to earth just cool guy right yeah. so it's like hard it's hard not to like him and and I cover his show here so to watch his show and then speak about him and then actually see this season him win another one it, it's just really cool well you talked about him being a cool guy I want to say that he was up against a lot of cool dudes Absolutely. right Don Cheadle for Black Monday yeah. Anthony Anderson for Blackish gets nominated every year never wins Ooh, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen there Ted Danson The Good Place Michael Douglas for The Kaminsky Method another phenomenal show and then Eugene Levy for Schitt's Creek which got snubbed which we'll talk about at mm-hmm. the end you know in, in a little bit but yeah. um, up against some tough competition but yep. he still managed to knock it out he really did and and you know I think Bill Hader you know we know him as goofy guy right we know him as like the goofy guy from SNL uh, but He's an an incredible actor, and and Barry is such a good show mm-hmm. that like I didn't think I could like. I was like, "What? He's a serial killer and an actor? That's dumb. That's But it's such a great show. I'm super excited for him. Super happy for them. Yeah, yeah. All right. Not much more to say. I mean, congrats to the, to Bill Hader. Right. Shout out Absolutely. to the Barry team, and then shout out to <laughs> Michael Irby, who's on Barry, who I got the lovely pleasure to interview. Uh, it's a great cast. Yes. That's yeah. any tea on Michael Irby. What? Any tea to spill? Any good, um, good, bad, he's, ugly? Yeah, he's, no, awesome. he's, he's just awesome. Fantastic. He's an awesome dude. Things we love to hear. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I want to talk about snubs in the comedy category, especially, Nikki, you're going to like this uh, one. Russian Doll. Shut out completely. Russian Doll. What happened? Okay, everything about that show is fantastic. The writing, the casting. Like, it's, it's like a weird 
like fantasy fiction thing with time and whatever. I don't even understand it yet. But it's such a great show. And Natasha Leone, who is a, a, a Hollywood veteran, like, I, you know, we've been loving her since what? I'm not a cheerleader. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, like, um, so, like, I just, I wanted her to have something because she's so good. And, and, but that show got picked up again for a second I was gonna season. Say, I was literally so, going to say, she, do, is there time, do you think? There's time. And if the next season is anything as good as the first season, they're going to be winning Emmys. Absolutely. Okay. Fair. Wow. What about Shits Creek, guys? Uh, I don't think it's about anything. <laughs> okay. It's funny, but I don't okay. But look Just at what like it's up against, though. Like, I get it. Like, it's a funny show. The actors on it are really good. But... For, there's just something. There's just something more about all the other shows. Like I feel like there's more depth and there's more of a story instead of. Like I don't. I'm not saying that it should be nominated, but to win up against all the other ones. Yeah, and like, speaking, it's of, a tough category. Yeah, it is. Shit's got, Creek is not. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna say for people who may not have the ballot, we we did our little ballots during our uh, live watch, and um, mine are all marked up because I was wrong on so many. But <laughs> just for people who need a refresher on what was in that outstanding comedy series, so it was Barry, which we talked about, Fleabag, of course, which ended up winning, The Good Place, Kristen Bell, another shutout, but not that surprising, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and Russian Doll, and then Schitt's Creek, which we're discussing now. I love Schitt's Creek. I, I I'm, I'm watching it for the fourth time now. I watch. I, wow. I, it's such a great show. I mean. Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara are comedy vets. They can do no wrong in my book. I was really rooting for Eugene Levy to to win I in know, that, too. that actor category. But you know what? I'm 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 pleased. And they have one more year left. So you know, Pop TV's never been nominated for. You know, they never had a show nominated. Maybe next year is the year for Schitt's Creek. I think so too. I was a little shocked that. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. You read my mind, baby. You know? That's where I was going to go next. Because that is a brilliant show. Brilliant. On all aspects of writing, directing, writing, everything. Like, I'm, I'm actually shocked about that. We did see Alex Borstein win in the supporting yep. actress co- category for comedy. We also saw Tony Shalhoub win. Yep. So it got, Maisel got shut out of the overall series category. For, yep. But their supporting actors did walk away with something. I'm surprised Rachel wasn't nominated for... And Emmy, she killed it. She, I know. Didn't, didn't she was nominated flat and won she was, last year? Was yes, she and won she last was. Year, yeah, she was nominated this year, but like we said, Phoebe Waller-Bridge ended up taking the statue. Yeah, Phoebe home. had the year though. This was Phoebe's night, so yeah. we got to yeah. give her credit where credits due. And it's a shame too that this is just for TV, and it's one of the few TV awards because I feel like if this was like the Golden Globes and Phoebe won, she'd be heading up for an Oscar. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. there'd be no absolutely. doubt in my mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, any other surprises with comedy? Um, anything else? The Good Place. We kind of thought that was what it was, mm. right? You know, it's I mean, nominated every year. It's it, it, it's a it's a solid sitcom. You know, like I mean, it's it's the thing that's really interesting about sitcoms is that I don't I think that people aren't sure how to judge them because you only get like twenty minutes and you're never quite sure. Yep. Like you know, like so I feel like I feel like The Good Place is a solid sitcom, like Superstore, like you know, like there there's some some stuff out there that's that's on that we love that we keep watching um and you know maybe they're not an emmy an emmy an emmy award-winning show but they're a freaking awesome series 
Yeah, and to be nominated year after year, I mean, even Says if you're, something. it's almost like blackish, right? Like nominated so much, not really winning a lot. Anthony Anderson gets nominated every single year yeah. and can't seem to take it home. So, but to be in that category, right? And to be your show to be as esteemed to play with the likes of Maisel and Fleabag and Absolutely. Barry, right? Like that's a, a huge compliment. Yeah. Huge, huge compliment. All right, ready to move on to variety? I think Let's so. Do Let's do it. it. Let's do it. All right, for talk, this was, we were a little iffy on this in the trailer. So did, um, uh, last week tonight with John Oliver ended up taking it home, but we were rooting for Corden, I know, Ricky we were, and I, yeah, we, and rooting for a couple others. And uh, but, but John Oliver took it home and gave a really good speech. What did you guys think about that win? John Oliver, uh, last week tonight, is so smart and so funny. They they investigate their topic and they, they present basically journalism through a comedic lens. It's such a great show. I'm glad they won. However... <laughs> It was, let me point out, it was John Oliver's fourth consecutive win. Yeah. So I think wow. people are getting a little tired of it. Not to say it's well, not deserved. step up your game, then. I, right? That's what step I say. So game. true. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, nobody needs to lower their standards. Nobody needs to lower their No, step up your game. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think that uh, I would have liked to see James Corden walk away with something. Um, he's just so lovable. And uh, I also love Trevor Noah. You know, I'd like to see more... Uh, people of color in talk show positions in the first place, and so um, I would love to to see. But but you know, I love all of them. Samantha yeah. B. I love them all. I was going to say, Claire. how about Samantha B. getting shit out? The only female in that entire category. In that category, well, she's the only female. Well, yeah, the Lily's only, coming. Lily, but that's Lily is it. coming. But we need more women in late night talk shows. Hi. I'm volunteering. If anybody's it's one of my Nikki dreams. Bailey, for free. I will work yes. for money, but thank you. Nikki Bailey, everybody. <laughs> Yes, Samantha B. So maybe, again, her show, though, it might have some legs. So it could see a, a number of seasons yeah. and have time to grow and develop and have her audience develop and come with her and feel that support. How Absolutely. Do you get onto, how do you get onto your own late show? We should call Lily Singh and ask her. let ask Lily, her. Lily Singh started as a YouTube star, so now she's going to have her own late night oh, show. Wow. So I don't know. I don't know how it's done. And if I figure it out, I'll <laughs> let you know. I also think the game is changing, right? With like the new wave of like YouTubers, Instagram influencers. I think we're going to start seeing different oh, God, types no. of hosts no. on primetime TV. It's just what's going to happen. I, I agree. Not. That's my I, prediction. I hope it is. I hope not. All right, guys. Let's move on to a Variety Sketch. Of course, SNL. It has been, it's in its 45th season. Epic. 45th season. SNL has been on longer than either of you has been alive. That is and true. You too. I no. will not reveal my birthday, but that is true. <laughs> I, I will reveal my, my birthday. I'm, I'm 46. I oh, know, thank you. No, you're not. Yeah, that's, that's shocking. The combination of melanin and fat keeps me very smooth. <laughs> oh my God. And I am okay with it. Um, Wait, black don't crack. I'm 46. No, black don't not. crack. Black so, don't crack. Oh Can we get another so, little applause? Yes, thank you. Yes. Clap it up for the, for the melanin. <laughs> wow. But that being said, now I, I have grown up on SNL. I remember being like a five or six year old kid begging to stay awake so I could watch Eddie Murphy on SNL. Mm. And so, uh, you know, SNL is a staple. I think next year in this category, you're going to see a black lady sketch show, and they're going to win it because I think mm. I think all of the sketch the uh, sketch shows that we have out right now we've been seeing already for a long time. 
now we have a new sketch show on the on the scene. I can't wait to see what happens with that. Yeah, I do want to talk about. We're going to be talking about speeches, kind of interspersed between all of our topics with all these categories. I want to do. I want to talk about Lauren's speech though, because I do think that in the scope of all the speeches that we heard. It was at first I wasn't sure. I was like, "Oh, what's he going to do this year?" But it was very touching. He talked about this episode that they got nominated for and won for was the Adam Sandler hosted episode, and there was a beautiful tribute to Chris Farley. It and was I, yeah, it was yeah, nice. that's so lovely. Like uh, Adam Sandler did. He was working out some material, and he did a show at Flappers Comedy uh, maybe last year or so before he went on SNL to do this to do this episode, and I got to hear that Chris Farley tribute at that that show. Not a dry eye in the house. So Lorne Michael talking about, uh, you know, how nobody at the SNL, you know, studio could stop crying, you know, over over a tribute of to this wonderful friend, you know, and such a great talent that Chris Farley was. So yes. and it's, it's what, a, what a loss for for comedy and mm. for the world. But um, but it was a, a lovely speech from Lorne Michaels who. Is always so stoic looking. I know, but it kind of worked for uh, this particular speech that he gave. That he does not ever smile. I know. How does Lauren Michael have a television like the funniest show on TV and never smiles? I know, and I bet he's such a cool dude. (laughs) That's an I've nope. Okay, we're gonna gloss over that, y'all. <laughs> we're gonna get the tea from, from we're Ricky the tea from later. About to spill the tea on you. Oh my gosh! Mm. All right, well, we're just gonna move on from that. Let's go right into our last topic within our variety category. We're gonna talk about competition program and one of my personal favorites, RuPaul. RuPaul's Drag Race won this. Um, up against him was the Amazing Race, American Ninja Warrior, nailed it on Netflix, Top Chef on Bravo, and The Voice on NBC. So kind of amazing. And another speech I want to talk about, because this show, surprisingly, didn't have that much political leaning. As we've seen, I think stars are kind of, it was so heavy in the last few years talking about politics at all these award shows. And I think we've really pulled away from that. RuPaul talked about equality and the need for transgender people to be recognized. And I thought it was a nice touch without going too over the top. Yeah, and and he concentrated on, he talked about, you know, getting out there to vote and whatever. Um you know, RuPaul is RuPaul. You're not going to tell RuPaul what, what he can and cannot say. <laughs> so I'm all right with it. All right. We debated this during the watch along. Ricky feels like no. Like what? Like there shouldn't be, they shouldn't be making their, yeah. their political speeches. I, I'm, I should, I'm not going to say they shouldn't. They could do whatever they want. <laughs> I just feel like politics and religion is such a touchy subject. And for everyone to get along, I don't feel like it's there's a need to. I don't feel like there's a need to bash. Like I get it, you could speak honestly, but like leave the bashing at home or in your personal life. Okay, let me. That's how I feel. Let me ask you this: yeah. Do you think that celebrities have a responsibility to use their platforms to create change, whatever that change may be? Um, I don't think celebrities have any sort of responsibilities. I feel like if they have an opinion and they want to speak about it, then they speak about it. But I don't think that I sell, just because you're a celebrity, what makes you any different than us three? Hmm, interesting. Like it, it, it's it's just I don't I I personally don't feel like they have a responsibility. Like what besides them being very talented and very popular? Why do they have any more of a responsibility than me, you, or her? Interesting. Nikki, what do you think about that? I think that uh, celebrities who come from marginalized communities, um, whether they have an, whether the responsibility is real or imagined, 
uh, are using their platforms to further liberation and freedom for all people. And uh, and I don't know if they have a responsibility. I don't know if that's something that should be like a required part of the job. But given that uh, it's so so much more difficult for people of color, for gay people, for you know any any marginalized community to get into a into this business to take up space in the entertainment industry to take up space in the world at all um that i think it's really important that if you do have a platform that you use it positively and for um the betterment of the world so i i i think that when i am winning my emmy award yes. i am very definitely going to make a comment of some about something <laughs> I don't know what, but uh, I probably will because I just feel like uh, I feel like it, it's just really important for 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 people from marginalized communities to not only have someone advocating for them on these huge levels, but also to be able to see the people that they love and and admire advocating for them as well. Like so, Patricia Arquette's uh, speech about trans, uh, you know, supporting trans people. Uh, I loved that. I felt like, and she's not trans. She has no, you know, she doesn't have any kind of, she doesn't have a a horse in this race. But but she, you know, that's important for trans people to see that there are non-trans people out there who want to fight for them. And that's important for marginalized people, so. Yeah, and and that's great. She did it very, she did it the proper way. Yes. I'm just speaking about the bashing stuff. It's just, that's not going to help anything. That's going to make things worse. It's going to separate us. It's going to divide us. If you have a, a thoughtful, a genuine love and you th- and you st- believe in something, absolutely say it. But if it's something negative, that's honestly not going to help anybody. Yeah. And I was happy to see tonight that it was that. It wasn't yeah. the bashing. It was very highbrow, high absolutely. level, like just a little touch of their opinions without knocking you over the head. Yeah. Logan in our chat said that uh, uh, he thinks that politics are going to come up anyway. Plus, celebrities tend to have a bigger effect when they use their platform for it. I mean, Taylor Swift and Ariana Grande got their fans to vote because they had a platform. So I think it's really important for the people who are in these really visible positions to use their platforms in whatever, you know, whatever, however they want to. But but they do have a lot of influence and a lot of impact. So I I love it when they use it for for good. Yes. And it's a conversation we should keep going. So make sure that you guys are in our chat, leaving us comments. Nikki's on that live feed right now looking at everything. And speaking of watching our content and listening to us, Ricky's got a few words to say to y'all. I just want to say thank you so much for making us the ESPN of TV talk. And without you lovely people, there would be no us. So I just want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, so since you are watching this right now, please click the subscribe button if you are enjoying it. Comment below and like this video or our podcast. And um, yeah, we just love your support and we just want to say we love you and thank you so much. Yes, give us those five stars, baby. Five we stars, love it. Yeah. We love it. And now, thank you, Ricky. And speaking of Ricky, moving on to Ricky's favorite category of the night. (laughs) It is the drama, the drama series. We have to talk about Jodie Comer. She has been, she's 26, first Mm -hmm. of all. She has been nominated, or won, 23 major award nominations. Tonight is her first Emmy, Killing Eve. Nikki, I know you've got opinions about the show and about her winning. Killing Eve is the best drama on the television, (laughs) okay? On the television. This is a female-led vehicle that is incredible, starring Sandra Oh and Jodie Comer, and they're both amazing. 
I am so overjoyed for for Jodie Comer winning this year. Uh, Sandra O oh won last year. So if you haven't been watching Killing Eve, go find it because it will make your life. And how difficult for her to be going against Sandra O oh in the category? Do you think mm-hmm. that's a hard thing for someone to do who's like kind of junior to the more senior actor? Like to go against them in the same category? I don't think it has anything to do with years. Mm-hmm. It's just your work. Talent. It's what you put in this season, this year, and that's basically it. Do you think Sandra O oh felt some kind of way? Oh, no. How- no. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I, don't, she- I don't know. I'm sure she's like, damn, I wish I would have won, but I, I mean, it's her co-lead, right? So I don't think she'd be upset. And any nomination or award for any show is a boon for everybody yeah. on the show. Absolutely. So I'm sure that there's no, you know, there's no hard feelings or anything. And and I don't know Sandra Oh, but she's delightful. And I'm sure that, you know, and I've been watching her on television for years. So I, I'm sure Sandra was great. All right. In this category, we had Amelia Clark for Game of Thrones. We had Robin Wright, House of Cards. I want to talk about that in just a second. Viola Davis, How to Get Away with Murder. And then Laura Linney for Ozark. Going back to House of Cards, Robin Wright, do we think she got a little snubbed? I don't know. Oh, it's I, silent I, to hear. It's silent. So. You know, she she finished out that series. The best she could. The best she yeah. could, given what happened with Kevin Spacey and his whole nonsense. Yeah. But I <laughs> but, but Robin Wright, I mean, she 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 saw that thing through. She saw it through in in such a regal way. Like she that character she's playing is so I don't even know how to describe her, but yeah. she's so so I don't think it was a snub. But because I really don't know that the show, like if I were going to compare it to Killing Eve, mm-hmm. I don't know that I would. You know, I, I don't know. I really it's, think Killing, you know, especially but, at this point, right? Because we're talking, we're right. trying to. I know people are thinking about the series in totality, but we're really talking about the this last season. season. Yeah. So this season, you had to give it to Killing Eve because House of Cards was was good, but it wasn't as good as it was when in the beginning. In the beginning. In the beginning. Before. Before. You know, before you know. <laughs> things happen. <laughs> things happen. Okay, Ricky, yep. another shout-out, Mandy Moore, This Is Us, a mm-hmm. show that I know you love. love. So how did you feel about Mandy Mandy getting shut-out? Shut-out? Shut-out. <laughs> shut-out. I did not. <laughs> Roll the tapes back. I said shut. <laughs> Sorry, I must clean the wax out. <laughs> um, I didn't, I mean... I think it was cool that she was nominated because I think she's come a full, very long way yes. from the beginning of this show and her as an actress. Um, so it was cool to see her nominated. I there was a part of me that honestly thought that she would have that she could have won because I think this last season from her character she did a very she was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. That we, we saw more more of. Her, and we saw her character come to life more, and we saw a different side to her character. So I was, I wasn't shocked that she didn't win, but I was kind of rooting for her. Yeah, she's yeah. kind of the underdog in she the was category. She was for sure, she was, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's we, cool that she got nominated. She goes from being a singer to being on Entourage, I know. to now being nominated for an Emmy on a, a huge show. Yeah, that's that has a, longevity. That's, I mean, that, I think it got renewed for two more seasons and, and right away. And that it. character she plays in different ages. And yeah. different, you know, I mean, so she she's, you know, she's a solid performer. You yeah. gotta give her credit. It's yep. pretty incredible. Okay, moving on to lead actor. I, I gotta say, let me set this up, okay? 
outstanding lead actor in a drama series, all right? You're in a category, right, with Bob Odenkirk for Better Call, Better Call Saul, Kit Harington, Game of Thrones, beloved character, Jason Bateman for Ozark, Sterling K. Brown, This Is Us, and Mila Ventimiglia for This Is Us. Mm-hmm. And who pulls it off? Billy Porter for Pose, making history... <sighs> History, okay? Billy Porter is the first. Yes, yes. Yes. Billy Porter is the first open gay black man to be nominated for an outstanding drama series as a lead actor. Yes. And it's 2019. It's about damn time. About damn time. Billy brought it like he always bring it. <laughs> Category is fabulous. Um, I wish Pose had gotten more. Uh, more nominations and more uh, and more notoriety, but I also feel like they're new still. They only they're only in their second season. They just finished their second season. Um, but Billy Porter has been in the game for as long as the game has been mm-hmm. right. Really? So I mean, he's he's a Broadway star. Oh, wow. He's been around forever. So I love that he's finally yes. getting his due on a scale that is uh, you know close to what he deserves, you know, because he was sort of like, if you knew Broadway, you knew him, and maybe you'd seen him here and there and some other stuff, but this is what he deserves, national notoriety, and to make history in this way. Very happy for him. And this is going to be something that's going to be talked about for years to come. Absolutely. And it's a huge win for not only, it's so, he's covered so many things, right? He covers the theater community, the fashion community, the LGBTQ community, the black community. So I think it's a big win for all of us. Yeah. Agreed. In a way. Agreed. Alright, rounding out the drama series, how could we not talk about Game of Thrones? HBO itself has the most nominations of any platform, 137 nominations, wow. beating out Netflix, who had 117. And of course, leading the charge was Game of Thrones. Most nomination earned in a single year by any drama series, 32 nominations. Damn. And it walked away with um, lead drama series. Mm-hmm. I think that's, Deserved. that's an absolute win. Oh, I think, got I opinions. Think, I think if we were looking <laughs> at overall... Uh, looking at the entire series overall, yes, it would absolutely win. It should win. Game of Thrones is a phenomenon that we have never seen and may never see again. House never. <laughs> the last season was not fun. And so I don't know that I would have given them an award for, for this you, last yeah. season. I disagree with you. Tell All us right, why. Tell us. tell us why, Ricky. I think this season, besides everyone or the majority of people <laughs> hating how it ended... I think that we saw so much of what we were always wanting to see throughout season one to then. Uh, The White Walkers and the Wall and who was going to become king and who was going to kill the queen. And are all these little dirty stories going to be told? Like, I don't know. Me personally, I loved this season and I personally loved how it ended. I think they went a completely different route and they threw people off that they didn't that they it, they did something that wasn't obvious. And I like that. I don't like it when like a writer is so like like where people could predict it. Mm-hmm. I like it when they like keep everyone on their toes and that's basically what the, and the scenes and the fight scenes from when they fought the white walkers and then Khaleesi came in and killed the queen and then the big giant guy got like I mean <laughs> like I me personally loved it 
Yeah, and this is something we talked about too. We talked about this during our live watch along was that perhaps the Academy was rewarding Game of Thrones for its entire series I don't think rather do that, than though. the you know, final season. But, I think a little bit. But, but it's the Emmys from this past season. I know. I just think that they were thinking it was heavily in mind. Nikki's uh, smiling. I think, I so. think Nikki, <laughs> Nikki agrees. I am just saying that, I mean, no, Game of Thrones, I mean, it's a great show. Great, great, great show. But they had us captivated from day one and held us hostage <laughs> for ten years. Ten years. And then the way it ended was, oh, we're not doing a whole other review of Game of Thrones. We're We've not. covered it exceptionally well here at AfterBuzz TV. Yes. Please go back and watch <laughs> They did an amazing job talking about it. They've covered every point I could possibly make about it. <laughs> but that's just how I feel. And that's just how it is. And I, I, I really wish that instead of instead of uh, Game of Thrones winning, Killing Eve or Pose had won for, for Best Drama. Yeah, it was a stacked category. Better Call Saul, Killing Eve, Ozark, Pose, Succession, which I know Ricky loves, and mm-hmm. This Is Us Again, which we talked about. And... Um, they didn't win for Best Directing. Jason Bateman actually pulled that off for Ozark, so Amazing. I'm glad Ozark got, yep. got in the mix. That's such a good show. Um, but yeah, for Outstanding Drama Series, it was got, got, got all the way. All yeah. the way. Logan on the chat is saying, uh, you know, he, he thought that Breaking Bad on Netflix last season, was the, their last season was better. Um, but he, he's saying that Game of Thrones won because of longevity. So, yeah, yeah I, I kind of agree with you, Logan. That, that could be right. Sense. I know it does, it's like not supposed to be that way, but I think con, like I think that they wanted to give them something. They wanted to give them like that last. So they could close out. So well. they could close yeah. out, and I think it's what fans want. And again, with the supporting actress in the drama series, we had four people from Game of Thrones up for that award, and they lost out to Julia Garner from Ozark, who played Ruth. Another really beautiful, humbling speech that I loved. But yeah, we had Gwendolyn Christie, Lena Headey, Sophie Turner, and Maisie Williams all knocked out of that category. So I think Game of Thrones had to get something. And what's interesting, that in Game of Thrones, the Gwendolyn Christie actually nominated herself, uh, submitted herself yes, for nomination. Tell us more. So HBO didn't submit all of the actors from the show f- to the Academy to be nominated. And so Gwendolyn's team did it for her. Nice. And she won a nomination. And you saw that when the Game of Thrones cast came on stage mm-hmm. and Gwendolyn spoke, the room erupted in applause because I think people were like, heck yeah. Don't wait for your network to submit you. Submit yourself. Absolutely. I mean... DIY. Do it yourself. Do it yourself, baby. DIY. DIY. We could talk about the drama category forever. (laughs) Um, But we did talk about it during our live watch along. So if you're itching for more content, you can go back and watch that. But we got to move forward. We got to talk about Best Dressed. Oh, the The fashion. The fashion was amazing. And I want to kick it off with my girl, Julia Louis Dreyfus, who just came back from battling breast cancer and could not look more amazing. They had to push the production of Veep, um, and Veep didn't really see a lot of statue winning tonight, but Julia Louis-Dreyfus looked amazing in this custom Oscar de la Renta gown, and I just thought she looks like an Emmy statue herself. She looks beautiful. She did a really great interview a couple years ago uh, talking about going back and talking about some of her awards outfits and and, and her favorites, and I hope that this is one of her favorites, because she looks stunning in this gold dress. It's amazing. You know, if she had one, so she is one of the most nominated, Emmy-nominated people in history. Um, this would have been her seventh win, and wow. it would have she would have beaten her own record for tying Emmy wins won by a single performer 
Cloris Leachman is the only other person who's ever done it. Cool. So Cloris she didn't get it this year, but she's an amazing actress, and I have a feeling that there will be many more Emmys oh. in Julia Louis-Dreyfus's life in the Absolutely. future. Absolutely. Okay, up next, Ricky's going to be very happy. Zendaya in custom Vera Wang, looking very Jessica Rabbit, I'm I think you were saying. Very Poison right Ivy. <laughs> Poison Ivy, I'm thinking. Ricky, what did you like about this look? Um, I think it, it accentuates her body, and I, I think it, it, it melts well to her skin, and it shows off how fit she is and how beautiful. I mean, I, I, I think that she just looks stunning with her hair, her hair. and her structure. Um, it's a win. It's a win for it's Ricky. It's a win. She's, I mean, she's a stunning young woman she's anyway. Beautiful. So, I mean, she can, She even, I mean, even My in the... heart's throbbing. I know. I can feel it. I'm not even... I'm only next to him, guys, and I can feel Ricky's heart and the heat from over here. <laughs> I mean, she looks great even without makeup, like in Euphoria and in uh, uh, yeah. the, 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 the Spider-Man movies where yes. she's not all made up. She's still, she's just a beautiful woman, no yeah. matter how you slice it. So. Beautiful human. Slicing and dicing, yo. There you go. <laughs> Ricky V. I can't. All right. He's not a serial killer, we promise. He's not slicing and dicing Zendaya. The only thing I'm slicing and dicing is fruit. Oh, I thought you were going to make a Zendaya joke, but I'm glad you didn't. All right, moving forward. You're like... Another fabulous beauty, Regina King. I also love this. I included this BTS shot for you guys of how she was getting ready with her yeah. little glam squad. What a fantastic career she's had. Another person we talked about in the trailer, Nikki. Um, another person who really she's always had a good career, but I feel like she is in her peak. She's in like a renaissance. She has yep. come into her own. I mean, look, Regina King has been in the game forever and never getting props until finally. If Bill Street could talk, right? She, I mean, you know, she started, for me, she kind of had her come up with, yes. Uh, yes. yeah, definitely. For me, she kind of had her come up with, um, gosh, I can't even think, though. Don't I don't, so I don't even know. There's I just, so, so many. I love her. I love this dress. I love this this extra strap on the outside yes. that looks like the same thing around her waist. So it's so, it's almost kind of got this, like, BDSM thing, but in this beautiful, like, mm-hmm. pastel color. She yes. looks gorgeous. And for those wondering, this is custom Jason Wu. Beautiful blue color as well. Absolutely. And this beautiful Tiffany green. Yes. <laughs> Ricky, Ricky needs to lead these fashion segments, I think. All right, Ricky, I'm going to let you lead the next okay. one. Carrie Washington and Alexander Vautier. What did we think about this? Sex. It's like, hot, right? It's, it's different. So hot. It's different. Like she's not in a gown. She's not in like she's not. She doesn't look like she's going to prom. Like she looks like she's going out. She looks like it's casual, but yet still elegant. Yes, and she's got her extensions, her ponytail mm-hmm. in with that that fierce bang. Nikki, you got some feelings? No, I was just going to say, she's like, this pose is saying, y'all see me in these pants, right? Because <laughs> she's Carrie Washington, okay? She is like a fashion glam icon. Whether she's Olivia Pope or whether she's on a on a on a red carpet, she's just she's Kerry Washington. That's Enough it. said. Enough said. K Dubs. K Dubs. Enough said. Moving on to the males of the evening, one of the stars we talked about, Billy Porter in Michael Kors Couture. His platform shoes, the platform sandals, were from Rick Owens, and that amazing hat is from Stephen Jones. What an amazing outfit to win in, to give an amazing speech in, and to really. I think this is a beautiful start to a new phase in his career, an elevated position. Mm -hmm. Billy Porter, I mean, look, since Pose has premiered, Billy Porter has been all over the red carpets. I mean, whether it was the Met Gala, whether it was the Oscars, whatever, he, he just dresses... Not just to impress, but he dresses to slay, to conquer, (laughs) to win. And he won. And I'm so here for it. 
Ricky, any thoughts on this? Cool hat. Cool. <laughs> I would absolutely wear that hat and shock all my friends. Yes. I, I, I would love to wear that hat with a nice pair of black jeans, nice pair of Rick Owen sneakers, mm. a black t-shirt, and then that hat, they'd be like, yo! It would not be uh, like that hat is a mistake like with the Johan. No, that's not a mistake. <laughs> it's, it's very out there. It's very different. But that's why I like it. Nice. I love it. Okay, two guys who were more... It's like a ramen uh, spoon. Oh, my God. It's an upside-down ramen spoon. If you turned it upside down, you could eat ramen out of Billy Porter's hat. That is the best. Moving on to someone who was a little bit more traditional, but classy and dapper, very mad men. Of course, John Hamm, pictured here with Naomi Watts, presenting. And I love a man in a classic, Mm -hmm. classic tux with a bow tie and a little lapel. Yeah. Sexy. Super sexy. It's, I mean, it's John Hamm. He's always sexy, right? But, right. like, I mean, it's, it's it was like a little velvet kind of situation yes. going on with the jacket. Yes. He has a, so I'm going to make a long story short, but he has a really cool story. So he was about 40 and he was a waiter in downtown Los Angeles. What? And he was pursuing, 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 and he wasn't getting there. And literally he said, in this next month, if I don't book anything, I'm honestly going to quit. And that's when, just like two days before he was going to quit, he booked Mad Men. Yes. Wow. Unbelievable. Another example of just keeping through and grinding it out. And just perseverance is amazing. Um, And then finally, Ricky really wanted this one. Don Cheadle. That blaze is fire. It's fire. And that bow tie. And I love him in the combo with, um, help me out, guys. So many people. Kristen. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Bell? Good place. No, right? I have it. I have it right here. Bell, it. Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. Bell. Oh my god. So many celebrities, so little, so time. little time. But Don Cheadle, I like that he took a different approach with this white jacket. Ricky, what do you think? I mean, it's I would wear that in a heartbeat. I mean that it's fresh. The, the white tuxedo jacket with the black lapel and that like really cool pattern bow tie. I mean, I would have loved to seen his pants white. Ooh, a okay. full white tuxedo. Well, it's not full white because of the black. With the black lapel. Mm. Yeah, so like the black shirt, the white pants, that blazer, and then the tie. And that's that's it for you? Right that's there? It. All right. That's it. It's fresh, though. It's fresh, though. That concludes our 71st annual Emmys fashion segment. It was a good one. There mm. are many more. Everyone looked amazing. Not everyone. I had some worse dress, but like we don't have time for that. But <laughs> this is our conclusion for our best dress. And now I want to move on to our special segment. <laughs> oh my gosh. The special yes. segment. So we are going to, I'm going to pass it off to my girl Nikki, but it's called Hostess with the Mostess. And basically, the Emmys were hostless this year. This is the first time it has happened since 2003. The Television Academy said it's because we're saying goodbye to so many shows and they needed extra time. But we all generally agree that it probably could have used a host or at least a little bit more comedic action. So Nikki, kick us off with our special segment, Hostess with the Mostess. Mm-hmm. So Gilmore and Gilmore in the chat asked if we thought there should be a host next, next year, and my answer is unequivocally yes. Unequivocal. Anyway, you know the word I mean. <laughs> um, I'm going to go, I'm actually going to go with, I would love to see a black female comedian. Like an Issa Rae? I would like to see like a Leslie Jones. Oh, okay. Or a, uh, um, um, like a Leslie Jones, I could even get down with, um, wait, it's my turn. <laughs> because I want to get this out because I'm super excited. I could even get down with 
the entire cast of a black lady sketch show, the four women <gasps> from that doing it, you know, kind of like Maya, my uh, kind of like a uh, Tina did, Tina and a uh, uh, Amy, Poehler. And Amy Poehler did. I would love to see like the four of them, you know, Robin Thede, Ashley Nicole Black, uh, Issa, not Issa Rae, um, Quinta Brunson and uh, Gabrielle Dennis. I think the four of them, I think next year is going to be a great year with a host. Okay. My right, Ricky. My two I would love to see is Kevin Hart and uh, Tiffany Haddish. Haddish, yeah. I would be fine with either one of them as well. Um, You know, Kevin Hart came into some trouble because Mm -hmm. uh, he said some stuff that is way back when, and so then he didn't get to to host the the Oscars. But that's okay because maybe he can do the Emmys another time. Who do you think, Anna Kay? Okay, for me, we talked about him earlier. I just think he is so underappreciated in the late-night comedy world. James Corden. He can do it all. He can sing. He can dance. He's great. He's, he's great. Yeah. And I think he would add some levity to the show. And he hosted the Tonys, so yes. he, he could definitely handle it. It's like he's a test fun. run. Like, the Tonys were a test, I think, for the Emmys and the Oscars. Like, for if sure. you can do that, you can do this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay, wrapping up, what are our final thoughts about the show? Someone we didn't talk about that I really quickly want to get your opinion on Jarrell Jerome for When They See Us. Uh, yeah, uh, my boy from New York. Ooh. BX in the house. We're going to get so excited. The Bronx, but I'm so happy about that. Yes. So I'm so happy because it's it's me watching, okay, me watching that as a white male, um, I f- it made me feel some type of way. Um, I have no idea how it how it feels to go through any adversity on that sort of and on that sort of scale in life. And imagine and just watching it and seeing these these real men actually go to jail for something that they honestly did nothing and they wasted 15 years of their of their lives on a crime that they were 100% not guilty on. And then seeing Jerome. Like, really portray this guy and him going through all these motions and just see his character develop through this whole series. It, 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 like, I'm, I'm obviously, I am not black, but I, like, could feel the anger. And yeah. I'm, I'm, like, watching this and I'm fucking, ooh, and I'm literally, like, screaming at the TV, like, how can you not see this? Mm-hmm. And and to see somebody portray someone of in real life, which I feel as an actor is the hardest thing to do, mm-hmm. um, I was just so happy that. And with the minute I finished watching the series, I instantly in my head say, "This guy is going to be nominated, and he should win." Yes. And I'm so happy. Real quick, let me set this really up for qu- you, Nikki, because sure. Chernobyl ended up winning for limited series over When They See Us. Yet Jarrell Jerome won for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Limited Series. 21 years old, first Emmy. Thoughts? First nomination. You, first nomination. You uh, read my mind. What I was going to say is, I feel that When They See Us was absolutely snubbed in this this sh- this uh, Emmy show. It was an incredible series, a yeah. moving series, a historic uh, series that has rattled and shaken people who've watched it. And I think that the emotional component to that show, not just the making of it, but also the watching it, like I think we all deserved an Emmy Award <laughs> because we could watch it and we did not drown in despair. So I, I really, I felt that that was a huge snub and it matters so much that uh, that stories about marginalized communities get told and if we don't give them awards when they are told, we they're harder to get made again. And not to say 
that any show should win just because it features marginalized people, but that was such an extremely well done mm-hmm. presentation yeah. that it was so deserving. And I and I feel that that was a huge snub. The show should have done a lot, should have gotten a lot more uh, awards. But I'm so happy for Jarrell, and he absolutely yeah. deserved it. He brought his mom as his date. Mm-hmm. I thought what an amazing to be 21 and just on this path, this skyrocket mm-hmm. to success. And I can't wait to see what he does next. Me too. And from New York. <laughs> yeah, from boy. New York. We love it. Okay, guys, wrapping up. Any other final thoughts? 71st Primetime Emmy Awards kicking off really award season in a big, big way. What do you think overall? Any I'm last happy with thoughts? it. Yeah? I'm, I'm very, very, very happy with it. Just wish that there was a host. Nikki? I will be back, of course. <laughs> I watch it every year. Uh, I will be back to watch it next year, hopefully with a host. Okay. All right, guys. Hopefully the host is me. <laughs> exactly. Where can everyone find you who's been watching today? You can find me at Ricky Vitucci on all social media platforms. You can find me at Nikki Bailey underscore. And I'm your host, Anna K. Thomas. You can find me on all social media at Anna K. Thomas, but Instagram is my favorite. Thank you guys so much for joining us. This has been the 71st Primetime Emmy Awards panel. We hope to see you for all of our award shows. We got the Globes. We got Oscars. It's going to be an amazing, amazing season. But we're signing off for now. So bye, y'all. Thank you. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.